One of my questions, one of the questions that keeps coming to mind for me is why do we think we need to re-socialize or socialize our youth at all, especially in response to um, their feelings of, or potential feelings of disconnect, disharmony, um, depression, anxiety, and the, the answer is always to socialize. And I understand there's a need to be social. And that's very different than socializing. And so I, I make a very, um, a very clear distinction between socialization and reconnection. So I'm going to unpack that for you throughout this session in relation to a lot of people's concern about our youth and each other, you know, all the adults, our, our whole, an entire population, you know, coming to terms with or, you know, coming back out into the, you know, what do we do now? How do we restructure everything after a couple of years of collective, um, I guess, fragmentation might be the word. And so here's my unpacking of how this this uh, discontent, perhaps, or why this is happening, a piece of it anyway, as much as I can do in a half an hour, and um, how to reconnect. What can we do to reconnect um, to ourselves, to others, to the world around us? I hope you enjoy it. See you on the flip side. I'm very discerning about what companies and initiatives I partner with when it comes to promoting anything to my community. Extremely discerning. And this is why you will rarely see me partnering with anyone by way of promotions unless those things are what I call heavy hitters. Helpful for most everybody and everybody and that support the body's natural processes rather than suppress. And are things my own family uses or does every day for our own health. My mission is to help people to help themselves to illuminate the possibilities for health and healing. So I must tell you about these three things before we, be we begin this episode. First up, doTERRA essential oils. There are several clean oil companies I love, but doTERRA is my go-to because of their quality, speed and delivery, and my own successful history with their products. I use essential oils every single day in my diffuser, I use them topically on my skin and inhaling straight from the bottle in combinations depending on my needs at the time. You should see my cupboard full of oils. I actually have um, Calare Sage going right now in my office. <laughs> and you will find them in my office, my bathroom, my bedroom, and my purse. <laughs> I have a tiny purse and the only things that are in it are my wallet and six oils. <laughs> so some quick tips. We use the citruses for uplifting our moods. Our current favorite is Citrus Bliss. We use frankincense for the deeper healing relating to the brain, inflammation, and raising consciousness. Um, I love that oil. I just used it on my ankle when I injured it playing basketball, and I put a little bit on my third eye for raising consciousness at times when I, when I want to do that. Sandalwood and vanilla smell so good to me. Those are some of my favorite smells. And sandalwood like speaks to um, men in particular, or even women who like the smell of it on their men. <laughs> I love sandalwood and vanilla, but um, my kids, not so much. It might be an acquired uh, scent, I guess. <laughs> so peppermint for digestion, copaiba and lavender for calm and inflammation. 
And my favorites right now that I slather on my pulse points several times a day are the heady, gorgeous florals like neroli and rose for trauma and skin and my beloved jasmine that makes me feel emotionally whole, sensual, beautiful, and grounded. We cohabitate with and rely on plants to not only live, but to live with health. The information that is passed from plant to body can be ingested, absorbed, or inhaled. Essential oils are the distilled essence of these plants, delivering vital and vitalizing information via phytochemistry to the very cells of our eagerly receptive human bodies. So you can go to my doTERRA link in the show notes, mydoterra.com backslash HFF essentials and click either shop or sign up at the top of the page to explore away. And just note that using my link will help us to keep this podcast going. So do use it. Okay, so second up is microbiome labs. Another essential synergistic relationship we have with our natural world is with that of the microbes that outnumber us humans by orders of magnitude. In fact, we carry about three to six pounds of bacteria in our guts. These bacterial life forms are essential to life as without them, we could not break down or assimilate our food. These bacteria produce vitamins and keep each other in balance. They are essential for our mental, emotional wellness um, by way of psychobiotics, or the name is psychobiotics when applied in this way, um, to our skin health and immune function. Without them, we would die. Literally, we would die. We could not, we would cease to exist. We need them to live. With the assaults these bacteria have taken due to the overuse of chemical spraying, overuse of antibiotics, and poor lifestyle habits, many people are struggling with symptoms related to the depletion of these essential bacteria that reside in and on our bodies, leading to the imbalance or dysbiosis of the bacteria that survive. I recommend that people eat organic. Avoid harsh antibacterials, eat a rainbow of whole foods, and eat fermented foods to maintain a healthy microbiome on the skin, in the mouth, in the gut, in the brain, etc. Yet sometimes we need a little boost. This is where microbiome labs, spore-based probiotics come in. So hop onto their website for tons of information. They're just like always researching and and providing resources for people, and me, myself included, and helpful products that will help you repair and replenish your microbiome. Since Microbiome Labs only sells through practitioners, you'll need to use my link in order to purchase, so check out the show notes for the link. And once on their website, fill out your information because they will need your information to ship to you, and then just shop away. Read, find out more, whatever you might need, work with your provider if you need some help with selecting. Your microbiome will thank you. And last but not least, a gadget that has brought light, balanced brains, elevated states of emotion, and overall wellness to our lives, my family's life, the Soul Shine Phytovites Light. Did you know that light is an essential nutrient? And did you know that lack of light or the wrong light or the right light at the wrong time of day what Ken Cedar and John Ott call malillumination, can discombobulate the hormonal and neurochemical systems of the body, resulting in symptoms some would diagnose as seasonal affective disorder, sleep problems, ADHD, obesity, learning and focus struggles, depression, and anxiety. The number one way to receive light nutrition is to get out into the sunshine. But if you can't get enough, or can't get outside enough, 
or if your days are short, like winter here in Saskatchewan, or if you need extra light healing, give the Soul Shine Phytophytes a go. This light got us through some pretty long winters and days at the computer. Just plug it in and point it towards your face for a few minutes a day. Okay, so it's super bright, like a starship from space at first, <laughs> but you totally get used to it and learn to crave the effects. Like I'm like, oh, I just want it. I put it on. My, I just I actually turn it on over and over and over again. I can't like I can't stop. <laughs> it feels so good. So do check out my interview with Ken Cedar of the Science of Light, dear friend and the best person you could possibly ever encounter for an in-depth interview about malillumination and illumination and where you can be inspired by Ken's heart, his wisdom, his dedication to the health of our children and check out the lights on their website. Ken has given my community a generous $50 off with the promo code HFF and both links are in the show notes below. And if you want more in or more health giving information, grab my book, Family Health Revolution, The Definitive Approach to Elevating Your Family's Health for an encyclopedia of information on how to use lifestyle medicine to overcome dis-ease, illness, discomfort, demedicalized family health, slow down fast-paced modern family life, reduce stress, and return your family to the ease of wellness naturally. All right, so without further ado, the podcast you've been waiting for. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. One of the things I'm exceptionally passionate about is the deep dive into consciousness studies, into the internal sciences, um, into something that I consider to be way beyond the discipline of psychology, um, and into the understanding of life itself. And it seems like, I don't know, it seems almost like not a derailing, but a deepening of what I used to do. I mean, you know, I I used to actually really be interested in all of this stuff, just not with the language and the perspective that I have now. And I was like most people, I would say, when I started a degree in psychology when I was, you know, 19 or, or so years old. And um, I bailed and I, I wasn't really sure why. Um, at the time, I knew it was because, well, for sure, it wasn't what I wanted to do. I was disenchanted by the, uh, you know, the classes I was taking, and it was very surface for me. And I thought, you know what, right away, I thought, I don't want to classify and diagnose. I want to connect. And now I'm not poo-pooing the discipline of psychology to say that every psychologist, you know, just dissects and, you know, and, and diagnoses. Um, there are many, many people who are doing some really fantastic work. What I'm saying is that I, I felt that rather than counsel, I sort of, I guess what happened, ended up happening years and years and years later is this, um, 
expansion in my, I guess, coaching ability or mentoring or being mentored as well. So I needed to go through all of those experiences of being mentored and nurtured and guided, you know, uh, myself as well. So I'm just like every day I get up, lit up with, okay, I want to listen to this teaching today and I want to explore this idea. And it's not, it used to be where I was gathering facts in my mind, right? I would be smarter and I would know more about the way I tick and then the way, not even the way other people tick, but a way to help other people with how they thought they weren't ticking properly, right? Like I have, you know, the all these exclamations of people saying, I have mental illness, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have, you know, um, ownership of these overwhelm, uh, you know, all these things that we deem to be negative. Uh, we don't want to feel it. We want to shut it up. We want to shut it down. And this is what our medical model has led us to believe. This is a cultural belief. It's a deep, deep, deep conditioning. And so to find the guidance um, can lead people to feel like they are broken. They're wrong. Um, they don't want to find guidance because a lot of the supports that are available are actually perpetuating that very belief that you're wrong, you're broken, let's shut it up and give you a medication or a, even a meditation <laughs> that's going to shut up that very natural response to some kind of stimuli in life, some kind of event, some kind of situation that isn't quite harmonious. And that's okay. Some, so dis-ease is uh, a teacher. It's something that it's, um, it's part of a process. It's the end phase of a process. It is a recognition that something is going on under the hood in the subconscious and the unconscious um, that we aren't aware of, but can feel, right? So I have a lot more to say about that. But in this podcast, I really just want to address um, what I was actually approached yesterday. And I, I, it's probably because I did some free, I did a series of 25 free sessions for um, like youth. And it they were called, uh, I can't remember, I called them um, some kind of like, uh, like some kind of session that was... Um, Oh, I can't remember. It was about <laughs> it was about um, teaching, you know, some skills, some ways to um, de-escalate or to get, you know, meditate to um, return to a sense of harmony, balance, wellness, calm. You know, when when you're feeling pretty ramped up or disconnected or depressed or anxious, and uh, it was right in the middle or at the beginning of, you know, where everybody was shutting down shops and, you know, I don't even, I don't actually use the word like when COVID hit, that is not a thing for me. And I'm not saying I'm denying any of the experiences people had at all. It's just that this whole thing wasn't, um, I don't want to define it as, you know, like this one thing hitting our, our population, it, I think it was really like a great opportunity and I think a lot of people really suffered and still are. Um, yet it's this, this uh, it's a, it was a great opportunity to see what 
I really have a good look at our lives and some people are still figuring that out. You know, like when you are pulled out of a cultural, um, you know, your cultural stupor, like, you know, and we kind of are sometimes like, and this is the, this is the thing we can become entranced in our day to day lives because it, there's routine and there's safety in that routine and it can make sense to us. And I'm not saying we go around willy nilly all the time. Um, what I actually, uh, encourage is flow. <laughs> that's, now that's cool when you're in the flow. Um, but, uh, when we're in that day to day, we sometimes don't see where it's not serving us until we're literally rocked out of it, like the hero's journey, right? And I feel like it was a collective hero's journey and also an individual one. And so I was approached, um, I would say, well, like I think two days ago from someone who was asking me if, you know, what resources I have for teens, youth. Um, and if I would be interested in leading some more sessions, um, for groups of teens. And of course I am. I've actually just about to launch a new, a new membership where, um, teens can show up every Wednesday and experience, um, a shifting out of reactivity and into response responsiveness and response ability response the ability to respond and the responsibility to take your life into your own hands and know that you can right know that you can so I teach adults this or coach them into this and I also am very very involved in a lot of of lives in in my personal life um, with youth you know that are part of my family, in my uh, circle, um, and also, you know, parents uh, with, you know, engaged with parents who have kids in this age group and that I work with uh, professionally as well. So it's, it's a deep, deep desire of mine to continue to coach and, and guide everyone actually into a deeper connection to themselves to others and to the world around them the universe and um all of the work that i've done so far has really led me to this point even through you know understanding functional medicine and understanding all kinds of different disciplines and different models of health and different uh, modalities and therapies and you know, entry points, I call them, um, has led me to this point of this understanding that the ultimate, uh, the ultimate hmm, <laughs> unraveling of any kind of chronic dis-ease, whether it be in physical, mental, emotional, soul, uh, you know, spiritual, I think I said that, um, any of those, the key is to reconnect to self, to others, to the world around us. It's a reconnection. And so when I got this email, um, the person said, you know, you know, we're finding that a lot of youth are having a hard time reintegrating into society. And a couple things came to mind when she said that. I'm also, I also have a series called um, Reclaiming Our Children from the Pop Culture Trance. 
And I t- in that series, I talk about cultural conditioning. I talk about education and how and, you know, what we believe and what things that we, you know, perpetuate, these belief systems we perpetuate in our communities and in our current um, pop culture environment. Um, and I also posit that pop culture is potentially usurping a true and deep need. It's sort of on the surface like a band-aid. Of, for a true and deep need for deep culture, for true culture, for, um, you know, it's almost where our culture has lost its soul. And that's not, uh, not everyone, right? There are some pockets and families and people that are, you know, they practice within their families, but generally speaking, as an overall or overarching culture in the West, as for sure, anyway, um, there is, there's entertainment, there's you know, uh, I don't know, there's entertainment, but there isn't a depth. And so it comes away feeling empty, where all of us feel disconnected from each other, um, rather than connected through a deep and soulful culture. So when I again, okay, I'm going to come back to that email <laughs> that I keep wandering away from. So in it, uh, this person was saying, you know, there's this uh, inability to reintegrate and then I thought, what if, and there are many reasons for, you know, like, I think it's a combination, you know, of reasons why, you know, youth may be feeling um, disconnected, lost, moorless, um, despondent, depressed, anxious, fearful. Um, I think there are many different reasons for that. And some of them being, um, you know, perhaps like a lack of support or or guidance other than what they're they might be experiencing in pop culture which is really based on material it's based on money it's based on advertising it is not um it's disconnecting right because the purpose of advertising is to disconnect yourself from your own knowing so that you seek an answer elsewhere and you buy their stuff. (laughs) That's what it's for. And so um, it's become very uh, pervasive in our environment to see an inundation of advertising and of these beliefs and these shoulds and these things, these uh, expectations put upon us and um, normalizing disconnection from self others universe the world around us nature that's normalized it's 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 if we go into if we eat food that is actually unprocessed on the you know it it may say let's say it's packaged it will say made with real fruit (laughs) well if i bought something that said strawberry i'm pretty sure i'm expecting it to be strawberry and and now we don't even expect that we don't expect the real we don't and so what I'm thinking too, it's more than our practices. And it is certainly is part of that. Like, we can't have healthy brains, you know, I mean, that's not possible if we don't give it the right information, right? Like, if we're eating out, you know, and not eating food, you know, I tell people just eat real food, eat whole food. Um, If we're not sleeping, you know, if we're on blue lights until all hours of the day, if we are um, not able to communicate, we're not able to be heard, if we're over and over again, you know, exposed to really um, harsh and maybe violent 
or um, disturbing, you know, like images or thoughts over and over and over again, and that's become normalized. If we experience trauma and aren't able to, or traumatic, like events that have become trauma because we're not able to move through the the emotional process, if we're constantly dumbing down our bodies and our minds and our souls by trying to be, to control it all, um, trying to suppress it rather than express it, right? All of those things will lead to what we're considering to be pathologies, like because we pathologize the feelings that come out of that. We pathologize depression. We, we think it's something wrong with us. And uh, I would say that it's not something wrong with us. It's something wrong with the situation. There's something disharmonious. There's something inaccurate about what we're being taught, what we think about ourselves and each other, what uh, we're supposed to do, what roles we're required to play. Um, it is a, a rejection of what it, like what is not um, congruent with what we want to live in our lives, how we access joy, right? So um, it's about the emptiness that we're experiencing in this pop culture. Um, it is an experience of of disconnect and um, a desire to reconnect and or it's a it's a going in it's a it's a time when this is when it's required for us to separate from the pack and to figure stuff out on our own and that's part of the hero's journey as well we don't stay alone but we separate in some way to individuate to to figure this stuff out because it's one thing to be taught something and expected to believe it and that's just a belief system and it's another thing entirely to be shown something and for you to discover it on your own your children your youth to discover these things and it becomes a knowing right it becomes what the truth actually is rather than something that has been told to them and and kind of you know forced upon them despite the you know, maybe even benevolent, loving, you know, place that it's coming from, right? It might be something that we want someone to learn that we think is beneficial, yet when it's told, it's not the same as when it's experienced. And so we need to give our youth these experiences, this, these opportunities for experience, and I think a lot of the disconnect and a lot of the strife and struggle is because when you remove yourself from the normalcy that we believe to be our reality, like our reality, when we're moved from that, so we're away from school, like that we were used to, we're away from the sp specific um, social circles, we're removed from, you know, this way that we had already always done things and we're able to um, reflect if we're guided in that reflection and saying, this is, this is normal. This is normal because this is, this is a brilliance of your mind, body, soul. This is your journey is to figure out and not just figure out in your mind, but also just explore and discover, you know, with your heart, what the next steps are right? Like what, what it is that, um, how it's changed you, 
and and how you're able to see things in a different, completely different way when you're removed from it. So then we expect everyone to reintegrate into a world that no longer either exists because it doesn't or um, that is was not serving you in the first place. So we say you need to go back to school and Johnny doesn't want to go back to school. And um, But there are definitely developmental stuff, you know, that can be missed when we are isolated rather than you know, separate. Like it, that's a different thing entirely that I'm not going to quite talk about uh, here because that's another phenomena that we're seeing happening. But I want to just touch on that and say that I'm recognizing that, that there is an inability to connect at all because, you know, eye contact, um, touch, you know, uh, um, expression on the face, all of that is, is, essential for not only development um and it's not socialization I don't even want to use that word I really actually don't like that word I don't want to be socialized (laughs) I don't want to be programmed in a way I want to be I want my kids and my youth and like the people I care about to be connected I don't care about socialization if you're connected I mean socialization is a moot point so let so all of those things the touch the expression the you know the smiles the the voice right uh, even like like the body language everything i mean all of that is essential for not just uh, like like i said development but also a sense of safety like i said connection with each other and that is just as important as eating drinking sleeping breathing it's just as important and it actually I mean, if it's one of those essential uh, needs, human, basic human needs for life itself. And we know this from many studies that have been done with children who've been severely neglected, um, with people who are in, you know, homes and, and uh, don't have a lot of connect, connection with the outside world or don't have a lot of people visiting them. We see this and it's a, it's a slow and, you know, it's a slow death in a way and actually can be not just in a way, but, uh, you know, in reality, in this physical body. So what we're expecting is this reintegration into perhaps a world that is not congruent. And I think that our youth are much more, I mean, much more astute than a lot of us adults are. And they're, they're, they're perhaps recognizing that this is not, a lot of things that they were told or that they were, that they believed from birth, um, that they're being presented with or offered, it's not enough. It's not even on the right track. It's not okay that this is not enough. It's not okay. And, and for me, it's not either. And this isn't about being angry and like this, you know, in a way that is not um, useful, that is toxic, that creates violence and, and more closed, you know, ears, nobody hearing each other. It's not about blame. It's not about being a victim. It's not about, you know, it's literally railing against or no, it's literally feeling or expressing a an injustice like this is not okay for me and I don't want to return to this I don't know what I need 
that I don't, I do know what I don't need. Right. And so I think it's up to us parents, us mentors, us teachers, um, if you're in that, you know, system, like in that world, um, it's up to us, you know, people who care about each other, really, and care about our youth and um, to allow those opportunities to provide those opportunities for reconnection, not socialization, reconnection. And so, um, and not pseudo, like I love what Mark Gaffney says about the pseudo and it's, it's the surface, it's without penetration, it's without the connection, without the unity. And so we have things like, and I've thought about this so much throughout the years and have come down to what addiction, you know, part of what addiction is, is this seeking of I don't know what you're seeking. You could be seeking connection. You could be seeking joy, um, happiness, you know, expressiveness, all these different things that feel pretty darn good. And we, we feel empty, right? And so there's this need to fill up the empty spaces if we're not comfortable with feeling filled with emptiness rather than drained and empty, and so there's all kinds of addiction, including tech, that we're seeing happen really, really. Um, it's, it's a very huge um, issue. And the reason why I say issue, too, is that I don't want to go down the road of blaming and saying, you know, you're broken because you, you know, use something to the so that you feel better. I don't think that at all. I actually don't think the people who do that... I think we all have, an, well, most of us are addicted to something in some capacity and it's to some degree. It's just looking at that and saying, what am I really needing? What is it that I need that I'm trying to get through this, this, this other mode, mode? Because if it's leaving you feeling worse the next day and needing another hit of it, <laughs> then I'm wondering if it's addiction, if it doesn't fill you up from the inside. Right. But that's another point that, you know, would be talked about. I can explore in another podcast. But what I want to say about youth, um, mental and emotional wellness, deep wellness, really, is this um, recognition that there is a certain point when you go on that hero's journey, when you are separated from that normalcy, what we consider to be, you know, our truth right now. And then um, rather than be disconnected, you connect and reconnect with yourself through the whole process of having a mentor to help to guide you to face and to befriend at times the dragons and the demons and all those things that looked so frightening that when you looked at them, shine the light in the corner that you know, demon turned out to be like a coat rack <laughs> or something, right? Um, when you move through the abyss, you know, the really tough part, um, usually with the love and support of your mentors and not even, sometimes it's not even love and support. It's literally just wisdom. Um, and it's an allowance for you to have that experience. And sometimes on your own, um, on your, it's like uh, together, but 
uh, never alone. You can be never. What is it? Alone but never lonely. I love that. Alone but never lonely. Um, and instead of entranced, right, in this pop culture and wanting to push our kids into the be to be re-entranced, um, how about they're enlivened? Right? They're enlivened and recognize when a change needs to happen and when that's perfectly and completely okay. That's perfectly and completely okay. Anyway, all right. So I'm sure I have more to say about that. But um, if you want to know more about that, some of my thoughts are put into a little bit more of an organized fashion in my series called Reclaiming Our Children from the Pop Culture Trance. And um, I have the first set of videos out already. They're on my website, CarlaAthertonInspired.com. Um, but it's three parts. So the first part is made up of four videos. So have a look at that. Um, and then, well, depending on when you listen, I could have all of them done. So anyway, check it out. I'm also launching a membership. And even if you're listening to this, you know, way into the future, I'm, I'm, my intent is that once these are started, they don't end. As long as I'm here and really wanting to sit around the fire, um, return our families and our community to, um, you know, to a, a space of like true culture where we have wisdom keepers, mentors, um, elders, you know, again, that whole idea, that whole vision of sitting around the fire where our children can feel received and um, enlivened, um, enlightened, and where our elders and mentors and, you know, wisdom keepers and all of those people can assist in that process, be, in, you know, take on that responsibility the res- and the re- able to the ability to respond to our the needs of our youth, but also learn from them, right? The youth keep us innovative, creative, uh, a push pushing forward, right? It's, a, it's so all of us evolve each other in this beautiful gathering around the fire. So that's what that is the exact. Um, I suppose not the, just the feeling, but the experience that I am intending to create in these in these uh, groups. And I have my adult group, the deep wellness sessions with adults, already running. And I am starting deep wellness sessions for youth um, shortly. I don't know exactly what the date would be, but if people get on the waiting list or jump in, if it's already started when you listen. I would be happy to have your youth in there um, learning the skills, and I suppose it would be a skill, to deepen their experience of life and not to turn off their emotions and feelings, but to be able to respond to them, to know why they're there, to truly um, accept and move through and take you know, agency in their lives to find peace and calm, not just peace, I would say calm, harmony, harmony every day. Pretty cool. So I'm excited about that and check it all out. 
And uh, yeah, have a great day. I'll see you on the flip side. May you and your family be well. This podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. For more support, community, audio coaching, full episodes, bi-monthly live Q&A, discounts on our group coaching programs, and more, become a patron of my work at www.patreon.com slash Carla Atherton. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book, Family Health Revolution, and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at Healthy Family Formula and CarlaAthertonInspired.com. Find us on Instagram at Coach Carla Atherton and on Clubhouse at Empowered Family. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility.